Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. He was sitting on his couch in Philadelphia a few weeks ago. Can he tie the game with 34 seconds left? No! It's short! Texans fall to 6-5. and five. But I can't be really sad. Because you see, life's a game. You sometimes win or lose. And though I may be down right now, at least I don't work for... G- John and Lance, from the Veritex Community Bank Studios... Stupid open is that. Frank's back, apparently. He was off yesterday, right? He wasn't off. I'll give you some ammunition for Frank. That was supposed to be yesterday's open, judging by the sound bite. But he he Uh, kept... It was in his drafts, and he forgot to send it. Ah. Oh, Frank. Nice job. Nice work ethic. Had it in his draft. Had it in his draft. Congratulations. Well, you weren't here yesterday anyway, so it didn't matter. I almost called to just say when I was headed to the airport, because the only reason I didn't work is that the only flight I could get out was at 11 uh, uh, Eastern time, 10 Central. So, And I was, had Maddie with me. So Maddie ended up, we canceled her flight and moved it to... Only you and Maddie went up there? <clears throat> no, the whole family did, but uh, Alec went to the... Only me, Alec, and Maddie went to the game. That went over great with snacks. Why didn't Snacks go? Sebastian, the lifelong Colts fan, he goes, I'm really glad that all the big Colts fans are getting to go like mine. Well, why didn't he get to go? Well, because he has 27 tardies and a bunch of zeros that he didn't turn in. So he he couldn't miss Monday. We couldn't get out of Indianapolis on Sunday night after the game. There was no flight. So you would have had to come Monday and miss Monday school. He's not in a position where he can miss any school or time in class now. So my wife let him know this is not Mahdi's fault that she gets to go. It's your fault. It's your fault. So, Mahdi and Mason and, and my wife flew back on Saturday well, to, to avoid those Sunday prices. Well, to be fair to your son, Mahdi, how can Mahdi be late to class when, she has, when she's homeschooled? Yeah. I know. So, you don't know what she would uh, Yeah, be. she could be. She slept, might sleep in every day. And, nah, and she and, doesn't. And Nicole lets her. Okay. <laughs> There's zero chance of that. Okay. But I can tell you this. We... Uh, um, yeah, that's, that's already... It's a very sore subject at school. I mean, at uh, at the house that Madi got to go watch the Colts when that's his team, and he's she he's like, and I said Madi's been cheering for the Colts this this whole time. He goes, really? Name five defensive players now, Madi, and I want starters. You can't name backups. Start. Like, how's she gonna name Colts backups? And she goes, well, okay, uh, Darius Leonard. He goes, first of all, it's Shaquille Leonard, and no, he's cut. God. Oh no! It was good though. Uh, stayed, we stayed there and had Thanksgiving there, and they had twenty nine people in their house for Thanksgiving. Twenty nine people. They did two fried turkeys and a spatchcock. Smoke Ballard's son is a wizard on that on that Memphis grill. Like this kid's. I thought I was gonna. I brought a tomahawk and some seasoning. I thought I'm gonna show him how to do a little grilling, and he was like, "Wow, this kid is good." His turkey, I totally changed my opinion on if it's really done well. The fried turkeys were perfect, and that spatchcock smoked turkey was unbelievable. And we had Taekwon Leonard, or Taekwon Leonard, Taekwon Lewis, and Muhammad Al Qadin, and then uh, Grover, Grover Alexander, and not Alexander, Grover uh, Stewart. And Mason, like he's always Mason, Mason can make friends or just start talking to anybody. Mm. It, it, it honestly, if Dan Lanning were here, I'd be sorry. Nick Saban. I thought Nick Saban and Kirby Smart were in a room. He would immediately walk up to him. What size shoes are those? I need to get some of those. That's what he did to. He goes, why don't you give me those shoes? He was telling a player that they go, what? And then before you know it, they're talking and Mason's dapping them up. And they said, he goes, I'm going with you, little bro. Mason told, I'm going with you, little bro. We're going to go. a player that? Yes. And they go, come on. They go, come on there, big bro. You coming with us? And I'm like, how does Mason do this? That's great. And Mason's got that kind of skill. Like I said, Mason, this is more important than physics. What? Learning to talk to people. Here's well, the no, physics is kind of important too. Like to graduate. Okay, so yes, there's that. yes, yes. There's but that. it's it's actually okay. not as so I uh, so I was at the Colts game. Yeah, for the, those who don't know, he was at 
Chris yeah, Ballard's we, house in the Thanksgiving, and we. Uh, so it was it was a good time. Uh, uh, Stephen Walker and his uh, longtime friends for, of Ballard's from Chris Ballard's from Texas City grew up here his whole life, and a uh, huge Astros fan. He's got Astros gear at the house. Um, Rockets. We talked a lot of Rockets, but I'm up in the uh, the suite where they sit, and I'm and I'm sitting where I can see Colts game here, but I got Texans. So I'm watching Texans. I'm trying not to be too obvious because I don't want to make it look bad. But I'm trying to watch Texans-Jaguars, too. So I got to watch, um, you know, most of that game. And I'll say, I didn't get to say this. This is the first time that I felt like, uh, you know, C.J. Stroud played a lot of, tried to play a lot of hero ball in that one late in that game where the dump off and move forward. Bobby Slowick, I can't wait for Thursday when somebody asked him, hey, about that third and one and fourth and one call. Uh, there were passes, and CJ took a deeper pass, but you got to run it. You just got to get first down and move on. Mm-hmm. I, did, I'm sure y'all talked about that. Did y'all talk about that specific set of play calls where it, it got third and one, fourth and one? And he threw down the field, yeah. Yeah, yes, and, they, and they didn't they didn't move the ball like I thought. Well, and and and, and the listen, I, I went. He threw it on third down, and then they're huddling up for fourth down. I was like, and because this is not hindsight, I'm like, if you're going to. If it's third and one and you know you're going for it on fourth and one, run, run the damn ball. Yeah, exactly. Run the damn ball. I know you had to run ball. well, but my gosh, just run the, run the ball when you're not getting a jammed up look. You could have run it from three wide receivers set if you wanted to. You could have, and you know, and maybe it's not a slow developing play. Maybe it's just a quarterback sneak, but because CJ's not a small guy, but run the ball. Mm-hmm. Run the ball, get the first down. I think Bobby Slowick in hindsight, and I think you have to be careful of the questions asked. You don't want to. Like, did you learn something? He's a first-year, he's a rookie play caller. C.J. Stroud's a rookie quarterback, and we talk about he's got to learn. Well, you can't expect your rookie play yeah. caller. You got you have to understand, he's doing it. This is his first time for him doing it, too. Well, and he's he, admitted when he's made he that He admitted calls. it no, early no, in the season, no. and I bet I bet he looks back at this and says, because I'll never, just on TV, watching D'Amico's face after, now, D'Amico's pretty stoic anyway, but after that third down pass, D'Amico had a very serious look on his face, and I just thought he can't be happy about this. No, I mean he he can't be happy about two passes and they're out on the fourth down. But you still had their chances. Um, but I mean, just C.J. Stroud took some bad sacks that he's got to get rid of. The one where man was in his face and he could just throw it at the running back's feet on that screen, and he didn't do it and took the sack. That was. That was a bad one. Um, I think, you know, he probably learned, but he tried to play a little bit too much hero ball. But, um, you know, it was a good game against Jacksonville relative to, you know, they both that you came back and and, and played better. Uh, another 100-yard game for Nico Collins. I thought the defense made some you – know, I, I like what I saw again from, from – uh, not so much Tavir Thomas on that one drive, but certainly... Well, uh, Tavir Thomas was on Kirk at the end of the half as well. Mm-hmm. Tavir Thomas had a really, really rough game. Yeah, he had a rough game. He doesn't usually, but he did that yeah. time. Uh, another good game from Stingley. I thought solid game from Stingley. And then, uh, you know, you had uh, Stephen Nelson making a huge play. Yeah, He's made a few of those, but Stingley's really encouraging. Yeah. Stingley's well, really and, and, and Nelson made the play at the end of the uh, Arizona game to save the game, mm-hmm. which was which was really nice. Um, no, Stingley's playing pretty well. I mean, your defense gave you a chance yeah. actually this time. They, they gave you a chance to come back and and win the game, except for the four forty yard plays. Well, yeah, I mean, just at the end of the game, oh. the very end of the game. Yeah, well, you had this this Ridley where who was chasing Ridley? Um, who was in man there? Uh, what is Stephen Nelson? When really the catch and run, or that wasn't the third. I think that was maybe. The yeah, third no. Fourth, well, but. well, yeah, they did give you a chance because after you went for it on, th- on third and fourth down, throwing the ball deep, they stopped them, yeah. and you got the ball back. And with five minutes to go, under five minutes to go, you scored and made it a three point game. And then, well, what did you think of going for a fifty eight yard field goal with a kicker that you just cut now? Well, uh, so he cut Aaron. Aaron Wilson said it may be procedural where they bring bring it yeah. back. I guess. I guess I mean, he barely squad. made he barely made the extra point early in the game. He barely made one of the and extra missed points. One. Missed a field goal. I don't think he's your best option. Actually, Ballard had him in, gave him a tryout, and I said something about him missing. He goes, "Oh, he's got big leg." He said he's got cannon, but he said he's all over the place. Big uh, leg. He, he's never hit one over 50 yards. Well, I don't know if he's ever had the opportunity, uh, how many he's had. He had enough leg for it. He, he A 60-yarder he hit, or 58-yarder, he hit the crossbar. So it was, 
I thought it was better than going for it on fourth and twelve. Honestly, I didn't. I'd much rather have I'd much rather have it in CJ's hands than a guy who's never kicked a fifty yarder, let alone a fifty eight yarder. If he had if he had come up way short or just hooked it left, now he hadn't exactly kicked with. He didn't inspire confidence in that game no. before that kick. But I gotta say he he struck it pretty well. It was straight. I mean, he actually hit it pretty good. Um, they got themselves. Um, CJ got him in some trouble taking that sack, and they got themselves in a little bit. Well, of Well, that, that second sack. I mean, I'm not blaming CJ for that second sack. I mean, goodness, uh, uh, somebody uh, did. Josh Allen, good goodness gracious. Well, what do you think about the third down where he's scrambling, scrambling? Well, he's not even scrambling. He's just moving, moving, moving. There's not one running back you could dump off to for a three yard gain. Yeah. Well, no, on third down. Yeah. Because he's scrambling, moving, let right, moving left, move, and then he almost gets sacked and throws it wildly. Uh, right, and, and well, then they was, and then they try the field goal. That yeah. was the third down. Well, that was Why the third down play. Just, I mean, just dump well, it I don't, down. I, well, first of all, was anybody even open on the route? You know what? He didn't play on time all day. You're right. He didn't play on time all day. Mm-hmm. He was he, and to his credit, he was still looking down the field. Mm-hmm. To his credit, he yeah. made a lot of plays with his legs. It wasn't bad. No. I mean. I didn't think he said he just wasn't yards, on time. 26 and 36, 304 he and he, two touchdowns. When he was on time, it was good. You know good. what was bad? Josh Dobbs. Okay? <laughs> Why you got to bring Josh Dobbs <laughs> Well, I mean, if you're going to say, you know, you're going to criticize. He was 300 yards, 26 and 36 with two touchdowns and no interceptions. Ah, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Hey, bring Jack in. I, I, I think I'm interested to see what he says. I may have an answer for him if he says what he says. What's uh, Jack, how you doing? Yeah. Yeah, hey. Um, I don't. I don't think it was brought up yesterday. And first and foremost, obviously, play calling was bad. That's the reason we lost the game. However, on the final drive, uh, Nico Collins gets to the 39-yard line on a pass. They set the ball in the 39. The third down pass is incomplete. When they run out the kicker, they moved the ball to the 40-yard line. I went back and watched the. I saw this online. I went back and watched the video, and that's exactly what happened. How often does that happen? Let me I mean, check. The, the chains stay where they're at. No, I got to check and see what happened there. Was there? I thought at one point it was third and ninth. Did I miss a? Did I miss a a penalty of some sort where the Jaguars were penalized? I thought it was like third and nineteen at one point or second and nineteen. No, I mean the final the final drive that uh that those downs that didn't happen. But go walk, go back and watch. I'm gonna go check. The ball no, set I, on the thirty nine yard line for the third down, and on the fourth down kick. The ball is on the 40. Okay, now I was asked this by uh, Jane Slater said her boyfriend asked this, and she sent a text. So usually a ball is spotted seven Who's yards. Who's Jane Slater's boyfriend? I don't know. He's just some. Oh. You know, I don't, you don't know, know why him? I said that, but <clears throat> Jane Slater yeah, for NFL. Like, is he famous? No, he's just, I don't he, know. Oh, he uh, played, I think he played at Iowa, actually. How long have they been going out? He played football at Iowa, so like, no, he's Are not. they in a committed relationship? Yeah, how long have they been going out? And how are you sure it's his boy, It's her boyfriend? Yeah, she said that. She said, my boyfriend said this? My BF, yeah. How did long have they been going out? It could have been best friend. Did she check in with him to make sure he thinks he's her boyfriend? Yeah. I mean, is she is well, she, a lot is of she questions being, I wasn't prepared to She being to reckless with the... With yeah. the Maybe that's the labels. Maybe that's the guy who's not looking for that label right now. I, it's a lot of. I wasn't prepared to answer. I'm going to have to get more information from her. Check you are. Can, Ch- tell Jay. Jane, tell Jane the people, the guys you work with on the show, aren't sure that he is her boyfriend, yeah. and we need more information. Well, you want to make sure that they both are on the same. We want to hear. Yeah, we want to hear is? from him. Yes, okay. because maybe she's just speaking out of turn about what this guy's I'll, commitment level yeah, is. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for all this, but I'll check in with this. Okay. But apparently, the ball was spotted eight yards. What's his back. name? Do you know? Jack, I think. Okay. Is it the guy on the phone? Jack. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the ball was spotted eight yards back instead of seven. You know how in the deep snap you spot it seven? It's always 10 plus yeah. seven is 17. Well, it was eight, and her boyfriend m- it mentioned, what was, did they screw, did the Texans screw that up and cost the game? Because they were one more eight. yard would have gotten it over. And the answer is, when you have a kick that long, a lot of times yeah. the team will, because you got to drive it, right, and right, drive right. kicks are lower. Right. And so to keep it from getting blocked, sometimes teams will, and kickers who hit the ball low, you'll give it one extra yard. So apparently her boyfriend doesn't know much about football. 
This is what you're saying. Is well, he, he a, played is in he Iowa. A, well, oh, he, I don't think. Was I, he, was when he a does holder? Iowa kick, kick 50 yard field goals? He don't know much yeah, about every offense. time because that's that's uh, no, all they get to. No, if you see safety, no, you've seen Kurt Ferentz. They're punting from they're like punting. 30, the yeah, 35. They're not kicking from. <laughs> they're not 52. kicking field goals. You got to punt and play <laughs> defense. Play what are you talking about? Special teams and defense. Probably been six 50 yard field goals in his career, and that's all the game. Wait a minute, did he just graduate? Chase Slater's a little. Is this a December May relationship? Uh, no, he played a while back. Although she's she's older than him, I think by like right, two or three up. years. Yeah, he may not know a lot a lot about offense at Iowa. Huh. No, no, huh? He doesn't know a lot about scoring. No, well, no, well, I mean, well, he's, ask, he's with, ask, if if they're boyfriend dad. and girlfriend, he might. You got to ask Jane about the scoring thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. I'm going to uh, find out. I'm going to Jack. I'm going to take a look. Ask at the, all uh, those questions of Miss Slater. <laughs> but first, talk about Craig Desir. She can't believe. That she became part of the first segment. <laughs> Craig, hey, so I'm driving a Chevy Silverado right now. And who do I see right there in the Bluetooth? So my wife's car is in the shop. She's got to get a repair because she blasted off the window encasement uh, on, her, on her side mirror. But not window, but on a side mirror. And anyway, uh, so she's driving my car. I'm driving the loaner. The loaner is a Chevy Silverado. I go on the Bluetooth to put my phone on. It says, Troy Snitker's blue iphone i'm like shit i don't know if i want to take his iphone off because i see he's jacked up and i don't want to you know i don't feel like him swinging on me about something like this and yet um he was one of the ones driving over it's not a surprise uh there's astros who a lot of astros are are uh, have driven vehicles and have purchased vehicles from craig to surf out in angleton he does the best deals and you don't have to play second base you don't have to play shortstop they have had vehicles from from Craig to Surf, but you can just be a guy on a mail route, or you can be someone who works in a in a business office. You can be anybody and get a great vehicle from Craig to Surf and Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMC. And the Chevy Silverado, I'm driving it now, phenomenal pickup truck, phenomenal the way it handles, the way it drives, how smooth it is. You need to check it out for yourself. Go online to landzcars.com and take advantage. Red tag sale is only going on for a few more days. So take advantage of it right now. Uh, purchase, lease, whatever you're looking for. They've got trade-in value that's going to be higher than anyone else. And the customer service is off the charts. It's Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMC. Shop online at landzcars.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Right where you belong. You're the only one left of the Wayne family. This is where you belong. Welcome home. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. <laughs> well, I got a, a little enough. Hold on. This dude is right. Jack was right. They, they spotted it on the 40? Look at this. Wow. That is. Hold on. Hold on. Watch this. He catches it, and Robert Woods gets past the 40, and you can see the angle. Well, that's Nico. It's definitely the 30. I mean, Nico, he definitely gets to the 39. Well, did they spot it at the 39? It's a question. Or well, was it I mean, at the 40? Um, did they spot, miss spot it on the last play is the question. So, I don't know if you heard Dana Holgerson got fired. It made the rounds. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know who's... You know whose dad is the assistant running back, is the running back coach in Indianapolis is Donovan Smith. Oh, yeah. His dad's running back coach, and I, I introduced myself to him. We talked a little bit. You know, Donovan's going to be a uh, – um, he's going to get his degree. He'll be graduate transfer eligible. You can transfer again if you are if you graduate. Well, plus you lost your coach. You can you – can, Yeah, you I don't can. think he stays. He's not there. I don't no. think he stays. Well, I, I don't think so. His dad didn't say that, but he just said, you know, he said they've, they've been talking about what would they do – you know what is it going to look? What's it going to look like? They didn't know if Dana was going to be gone or not. I think he would stay if it was Dana. Yeah, but um, uh, they've had to talk about that. So you know, you got to see who the new coach is. Um, I think Jeff Trailer from UTSA and Willie Fritz from Tulane are my two that I think would be great what, at Houston. What would you think of? What would you think of Gary Patterson? I think Gary Patterson would be Gary Patterson. I think is right now a real possibility. You think so? Yep. I think that would be. I think that would be a good one. Um, I would like Willie Fritz. I think Willie Fritz has proven to be. A, I think Jeff Trailer knows how to. Jeff Trailer's brought some players in, and I think he's a very good coach. Willie Fritz, 
He's done it at multiple places. Willie Fritz is consistent as can no. be. He's not sexy, but Willie Fritz's teams win. I think Patterson might do it for he might do it on the cheap. Mm-hmm. Gary Patterson wants to get well, back in pretty bad. That's good. You'll have to. You're going to have to. And oh, but, <clears throat> you know, I was reading this morning in the Chronicle. They had an article about. Well, the reason that I brought up, you know, I don't know if you heard that Dana Holgerson was mm-hmm. fired. Um, the reason that I brought that up is because. There's going to be a celebrity bartender at uh, Damaris Barbecue tonight. So if anybody wants to go over <laughs> there and and hang out and get, have uh, some drinks uh, served by a celebrity, I'm not going to name him, okay? I'm not going to name him, but he's not busy. That's all I can tell you. He's got he doesn't have much to do. Oh, does right? he have a lot of? Did he just come into a windfall of cash? Well, it's it's going to be over time. Yeah, yeah. like they just it, it won't be a bulk fourteen point whatever. No. What would in, you on December first? What would you guys think about this? Let so, me throw this let, me, let me let me okay, let me finish ahead. this because the Chronicle did an article today on the pros and cons of the job. So, um, one of the pros what one of the pros was. The money that's going to be paid on this job that, you know, Dana made over $4 million a year and, you know, it's it's a good money job. I don't think that that's going to be, I, don't I, don't, I just don't think that's going to be anymore. the case at all. I think Dana year. took that money. Uh, the facilities are a pro, which haven't been, but the new Memorial Harmon Football Operations uh, Center, which won't be built. It, so here's the deal. It will be a pro, but it's not current. It's not now. And when you're recruiting, you can show them pictures, and that's great. But Look at this it's going to take a while for, for it to get here. And then another one was recruiting, where it says, you know, you don't have a backyard that includes the most fertile, the most fertile recruiting ground in the nation. It's been it's irrelevant hard for to, decades. First of, all, first of all, everybody comes in here and picks out, picks players, you know, and grabs players from you. And you uh, you don't have the pick of the litter because Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, LSU, they all come in here and grab the best players. You are going to get the second-tier players. Not that the second-tier players, listen, if you're a good uh, evaluator, uh, for years people have, have, have won football games University because they're better evaluators. University of Houston evaluators. with Bill Yeoman didn't get quote-unquote blue-chip no. players, and they won. They That's won right. the conference because they understood. Now, it's harder to find those guys. I mean, I mean it's... It's easier to find those guys, so those guys don't slip through the cracks anymore. But, um, yeah, you have to be a good evaluator, and you know what you have to do? You have to recognize players who are still growing and getting better. Like, if you don't know how to evaluate, you look for the finished product. Um, that's one of the reasons that uh, I'm working with Miami with uh, Alonzo and his group with uh, Scout Source because my partner developed something where he can project how big players yep. are going to be. A guy we found at Texas that they weren't recruiting was Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy, we had – an athletic projection and size projection. He was going to be 30 pounds heavier than when he was at their camp. He's going to be a second-round pick this this year. He's in the senior bowl. They weren't recruiting him. He was a two-star. I, I pointed out to Alonzo, think, think about this. Texas and Miami, over the last decade, headed into last year, had fewer first, second, or third-round offensive linemen drafted than Northern Iowa and Central Michigan combined. Texas and Miami. Well, Central Michigan and Miami, had they've had – you know, a first, a third, a third, and a second drafted. That doesn't make any sense. Well, three of those guys were tight ends who gained weight, got bigger, so they're athletic. So if you know growth potential, yeah. you know, you're right. That's why a lot of these guys are from small schools. Like North Dakota State recognizes how to find talent, and they get the under-recruited guys. That's, that's what, what Houston's that's, that's got to do. Key. Well, not only that, but developing as well. So you have to have really, right. really good assistant coaches. So another point that they're making here. Um, I don't think those are all listen, super pros. Honestly. Listen, Dana. One of the things that was Dana's downfall was that his recruiting class is ranked 102nd in all of the nation, which is the la- which is last in uh, Power Five. But they don't they don't take into account the transfer portal, which can bring kids from Alabama and all over the place. It's a different world now. Now it's great to have freshmen and coming in that are going to be really good football players, but you can't tell how good the recruiting class is in, in before the, the transfer portal even opens. And here's another thing they say in the Houston Chronicle, it says the, the, um, the roster, the next head coach will have some holes to fill, but the offensive skill positions return virtually intact with Donovan Smith, Parker Jenkins, Tony Mathis, Stacy Sneed, Sam Brown, Matthew Golden, 
Joseph Manjack. Are you guys? Are you sure they're all coming back here? No, I'm not. No, because there's a rumor going around Matthew Golden hadn't gotten his money, and if he ain't gotten his money, bye bye. Absolutely, you better make sure your NILs on point with all your payouts and everything because well, these guys, Matthew Golden is going to be assailed by SEC f- coaches. I promise you. If it's not a well, according to Dana, it's already happened. Mm. Um, I think he said that right. I mean, he said it out loud that there's a, been a big offer. You better make sure your NIL's on point. You better make sure you have money coming in, and you better make sure these guys are getting paid because if not, your top guys are going, especially with Dana gone now, this is when the vultures come flying well, here's in. here's the deal is. It's illegal, I'm, but I'm, I'm going to tell happen. you this. Uh, a lot of the NIL was because of Dana. A lot of the sweet holders, a lot of money that <laughs> was coming in, a lot of money that came in for the program through his his friendships with player with, with – um, with with big uh, boosters, it was because of Dana. This, uh, one of the cons that's in the, in the Chronicle is NIL. They're going to be really struggling for NIL money this year, unless unless Matt gets involved, which he has not been involved in football, but has been heavily involved in basketball. They're going to have to try to get Mac involved now because his Tillman only gives a certain amount, right? Like Tillman doesn't give like two million. I, Tillman may have to be paying off. No, 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 no. Tillman gives to the university. university. Tillman didn't. Tillman, Tillman not was a big not, NIL guy. Tillman's not. A, Tillman's not an NIL. He's not a big NIL. No, no. He's he's done some in basketball, but it's not like John Daspit has done more. I'll give you an example. Yeah. John Daspit's a really, really big and one Mac. Too. And mattress Mat- Mac. Mattress Mac. He Daspit. loved Samson. He didn't yeah. like Dana. He did not. Well, that's what I'm saying. Did he didn't like give Dana. money. He didn't give money. That's why this might. He might be willing to give money. They're going to need it from somewhere. Yep. Uh, and then location and fan support are another downfall for the university. Uh, listen, they're going to – and plus, this $14.8 million and the lack of NIL money, they're going to have to get a coach in here that's going to be on the cheap pretty much. And he's going to have to be able to w- walk in here. I just don't – Gary Patterson is going to be – I don't know, I guess. I, I Gary, Gary Patterson had a lot of success. He didn't toward the end of his TCU reign. And then the next year after he's gone, they go to the national championship. I mean, that, now Sonny came in and got a lot of portal guys, a lot of portal guys. That, that, Patterson could that just be get. a little bit of a name right now. I don't know because he didn't have a – I mean, he had a long run, but I, it wasn't super successful. It used to be he'd be down and then up. And, but Gary Patterson has done it before. I'd, I'd be excited about Gary Patterson being a Cougar. I'd be really excited about Willie What do you think about uh, – I'm going to throw a big, big, big name at you when we come back. Okay. A big, big, big name at U of H, and then I also want to get into some more of a – uh, the Houston Texans because I didn't get my thoughts on that one and the college football playoffs. I mean, this is this is usually everything settles itself out with. Okay. Like, what, this is as chaotic as I as it has ever been. Yeah, the last year of four is going to be total chaos. Well, I mean, it's the opposite of chaos. It's everybody is winning that's supposed to win. Usually, chaos, well, yeah, it's the opposite. Yeah, well, right. in, in a way, right. yeah. yeah. I mean, chaos. Yeah, chaos in this instance is chaos for the structure of finding four. This is one of the first years I remember. This is one of the first years ever that there's been more than three that des- like deserved a legitimate shot. Right. Uh, John Daspit is what you were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was him. just talking about John. John has been very uh, critical in U of H's uh, um, NIL, you know, with their NIL program with basketball and football, and it's something that really helps university. He, he went to school at U of H, did his, got his law degree there, uh, went to – was uh, – uh, high school. He went to high school here. Went to undergrad at University of Texas. Got his law degree at uh, um, at University of Houston. And he gives back to the community. It's a community he serves when it comes to personal injury. When people who have been injured, he's going to fight for you. I talked to somebody just this weekend who was involved in a big BP blast years ago, and we talked about the settlement process and how everything went and the injuries he had and how long it took to come back. And my, my gosh everything that goes into it. That's why he works with people on those refinery blasts, offshore explosions. Uh, he's working with people with the astro world, you know, the loss of life and people who have been injured badly. Uh, let let John Daspit fight for you if you, you've been hurt, and he will get you the settlement that you deserve. It's 713-CALL-NOW, 713-CALL-NOW, or go to daspitlaw.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We got weights and fish. We got weights and fish. There we go. Oh,
Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's time to rejoin the undisputed best sports talk show in Houston. It's clearly John and Lance, except no substitutes. Hey, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. All right, you said you had you had something for us. What would you think of this name? Jimbo Fisher. I had heard that Dana was going to go to Texas A&M, but I had not heard Jimbo Cougar fan said too, that. Right? right? Would you even consider that if he said he would take, he's getting $9 million per year is his is his buyout. He's going to get 19 I think, up front. He's going to get $9 million a year. So he's already paid. He would. I was told he would probably consider this job for $3 million, Or he would and consider no a job for $3 million. For There's no offset. There's no offset. There's no offset, meaning, you know, in the NFL there's offset. So if you take another job, right. That money that in was going to go. In college football, there is too. Is there? Yes. It depending on the buyout. Yes. For Jimbo, there depending is. Depending on the wording in the, in the contract, which they didn't have the wording in his yeah. contract. So for Jimbo, he can start working tomorrow, and right. he can work on the cheap because he well relatively on the cheap because he's already getting his A and M money too. So what if he said, "Hey, I'll take the Houston job for three million a year." Three million a year. Hashtag Jimbo. To but the here's H. what I was told by somebody who knows him. And I have not heard that Dan, that he's interested in Houston, but this person said he would want if he took cheap there, he'd want a lot more money for his staff. Like you know, he'd want to have you know millions for his staff to get the best recruit. I said, well, that's out. We're done. This well, conversation's done. Actually, they had money for the staff. They uh, the staff I think was six and a half million dollars. If Jimbo wants to get the best offense coordinator, defense coordinator, strength coach he can, yeah. you're probably looking upwards of eight million. Jimbo's going to have to realize it ain't the same at U of H as no. it is at a No, and, and the guy Excuse who I was me. talking to, he goes, isn't there a bunch of oil money at Houston? Like, Excuse no, me. There's no, there's not. Do you think Jimbo would come to Houston no. and let someone else call plays? Yeah. Uh, no. No. Why, best officer Why would you need? I know. Why would you need a money? You wouldn't have to pay the best officer coordinator. Jimbo would take if he's taking his job. He's back to. I was told he wants to work though. He wants to get back out and prove himself. Well, well I'm sure he didn't but... like the way it ended. Well, what do you mean you're sure? If I'm a coach, I saw this with my dad. The best thing for any coach that's been doing this forever is taking two years off. Well, we you sh- get it resets you. You you see things differently. The stress level goes down. It would be Frank Jimbo Wright didn't learn that lesson. He got fired. And was like, give me another job. I know. And then he got fired again. I, by the way, how brutal does that Carolina job look? Does that look like something anyone would want to take? Yeah. The owners in there, MF and everybody. Uh, that's why everyone knew he was going to be gone. They got rid of your boy that you wanted for the Texans, Josh McCown. They got rid of him. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Don't mislead people saying I wanted Josh McCown. People, the streets said you wanted that's him. That's what the streets are saying. Yeah, that's what the streets that you were said. A McCown guy. Okay, that's what the streets said. Okay, I okay. got gotcha. you. So I'm looking at the spot. First of all, the the spot was a bad spot by about half a yard. They're snapping it. The Texans are snapping it from about from about the spot where the the previous play yeah, went. Yeah. So Jack called earlier. I would say, I will say, Nico Collins got to the 39 without question. Right. And they spotted it at the 39 and a half. Or, yeah, even closer to the 40. It was, a, it, for those of you just joining us, it, the, the spot on the field goal, the 58-yard field goal that was missed, was probably a bad spot. Oh, well. Um, yeah, maybe, the, maybe they'll send it back to the league office. They could have used that extra yard, that's for sure. There's no question about it. They could have mm. used that extra yard. Um, 713-780-3776. If you'd like to get in here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, Denver, Lance, the biggest game of the year. Okay. I guess we're done talking trash about uh, about Sean Payton. Uh, five in a row, and they do look better. They do look better. Mm-hmm. L- listen, yeah, if you if you go by the first couple of weeks of the season, oh, after that Miami game, everybody's like, "Oh, really, Sean Payton? You're gonna you're gonna criticize." what they did in Denver last year, and you lose. You give up a 70. You suck. This yeah, Russell Wilson sucks. The whole team sucks. The organization sucks. Oh, maybe they're okay. This is this is going to be – now, the Texans are a three-point favorite. Like, I was shocked when I saw that yesterday. I saw the line, and I was like, how are the Texans – the Texans should be one to pick them. Well – to me, and on a neutral field, they'd be pick them. Well, saying. no, 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 no. On a neutral field, I think Denver right now they're the hot team. I think Denver. No, I guess Denver would. 
I guess it'd be a pick Yeah, I guess three is a good yeah. number. It just doesn't look like something I'd want to well, lay. Well, the fans, the fan base was out there on Sunday. It was good. It was a good home field. Was it? it should be a good home field this week. I'm going. I'm going to scream. Jacksonville was a, Jacksonville's a, they're a tough team. They've got a defense. I mean, they, 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 they're they, a real good team. Yeah. They're eight and three. Yeah. yeah. God, it doesn't seem like no, they it should be eight but they are. they are. I think it's because of some of their losses. Well, do the Steelers feel like that to you? No, that's the worst eight and three team in the history of the sport. It's seven uh, and four, but seven and four. They that's feel the like they should be four either and way. seven. Either mm-hmm. way, right? They're there. That is incredible. They finally beat the streak of. They finally outgained an opponent, right? Well, I think the streak was they finally got to four hundred plus yards because the game before Matt Canada took over, they gained over four hundred yards. Did not gain four. 400 yards when he was the coordinator and then the game after he left they went back to gaining over 400 yards of course they still only scored 16 points against the Bengals defense we know ain't great but that was the mark getting over 400 yards and they got there yeah um well and it's all because of Matt Canada so watch out for this listen the the yeah it is just a mosh pit in the in the uh, AFC, as far as that, the last couple of spots go, who's going to get there? There's still plenty of football left. And, you know, this ref, I'm telling you, this referee crew was probably the worst we've seen. Good it Lord. was the worst. They were awful. So a couple, and they were, they were bad on both sides. The interception by Stingley should have been a hold. They were bad officiating on both sides. No, yes, they were awful. But for for the most part, for the Texans, it was bad. The Tank Dell penalty was was terrible. Terrible. There weren't two guys in motion. I don't know what the hell they're talking about there. Nope. And And he didn't move up field. And I know you saw the picture. Like, there was not enough to overturn his feet not being there. No. There's not enough to overturn Well, no, they, they ruled it incomplete. That's why. Oh, that was ruled incomplete? It was, it was ruled, I thought it was, it was ruled a catch. They ruled catch, then they said no. They, they, oh, ruled, they, they called it off. Sweet. Yeah, I didn't have volume, but yeah. I saw it initially ruled a catch, so they ruled incomplete. Incomplete. Oh. Yeah, that was the problem. Yeah, but, that's pro- but I know you've seen got, the- we've got pictures that show that yeah, he had both feet down. They didn't have those pictures from ground level they had. It's still to this day, it's kind of shocking with, with the 4K and 8K. Well, it's 8K technology they have on a lot of cameras. The 8K technology and the money that's in the NFL, how do we not get better shots of some of these plays? Yeah. How do we not have a sideline camp? There should be individual sideline camps. There should be a goal line camp. To this day, it's the most antiquated. The ball break the plane. It's the most antiquated. You know, there should be a chip in the football, and there should be yes. a, a chi- there should be a line. something a running, a, a laser. laser running the yeah. distance. Like, Tennis can do it. Soccer can do it. Right. How the hell does the NFL not no, do it? They have know. more money than everybody. So looking at and looking at this play again, this Tank Dell big play down the field that they called back because of two men in motion. There's only one guy in motion. Yeah. The only How? thing you could possibly say is Nico Collins wasn't set, set. before Tank sprinted in motion, but they don't call. When do they ever call that? That's ridiculous. Because when they're trying to cheat. That's ridiculous. Okay. I mean, this, when the look, fix is this in, crew, okay. what about the Tavier Thomas second? What about the Steven Nelson? What about the Tank Dell along the sideline? What I mean, it's play. What about what was how, the Steven Nelson? How Wa- Walker Little started th- three plays. And they didn't call it well before the ball was. Snapped. I know. What was the what was the um, what was the Steven Nelson? What happened? Steven on that Nelson one? had a hold, a defensive hold that was like ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I'm trying to think if I saw that. He put his hand on the guy's shoulder, took it off, and they called holding. It, 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 there was nothing there, and they called it. It was, it was in Jacksonville territory, so it might not have felt as big because it, it didn't stop a scoring opportunity or whatever. But you're looking at it like, how is that a penalty? This this crew was the that was the worst referee game we've seen this year. The worst referee, and, and I, don't, you know, I'm not going to go hyperbole and the worst ever, but man, that was garbage. They were garbage on Sunday. Um. What did you think? Uh, well, well, when we come back, let's talk a little A and M. When we get back here on ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. Speaking of A and M, let's talk about dipping. A lot of those people dip. Yeah, they do. I mean, they're Aggies. They dip. Okay, this is what you do if you live in College Station. There's not much else to do. You sit around and you just dip. All right. So here's the deal: is if you are somebody who dips, you like to sit around. And don't tell me that Aggies don't dip. Aggies dip. Okay, don't stop already with that. If you're a hunter. If you fish, 
if you I, I don't if, I, you, you don't have to do any if you play baseball whatever the case may be you might like to dip well if you like to dip you're really endangering yourself I gave a canister five five a five pack to a guy who goes hunting and he says I dip when I go hunting and I said well take this instead just yesterday I did this and I gave him a five pack of citrus and there's all kinds of different if you I don't know what you like do you like uh, citrus do you like mint do you like dark fire do you like uh, tobacco f- flavor all of those they've got them all at 975dip.com if your wife is in the car with you right now and she's hearing this she's going to say you should do this cuz it's not dangerous cuz it doesn't stink cuz you don't spit because it's not it's got CBD oil and hemp it doesn't have tobacco it's not dangerous like you're doing so stop already with that and go to 975dip.com or stop by a select CBD American Shaman store to pick it up and stop with the dipping and go to 975dip.com ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Dude. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? Who? Jack Burton. Me. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Hi, right, welcome back here on ESPN. 97.5 and 92.5. It's official. I'll be watching University of Houston offense tactical Patrick Paul the Senior Bowl. He has accepted his Senior Bowl invite along with Nelson Caesar on the defensive side. So two Houston Cougars will be in the Senior Bowl this year. By the way, do you see they're allowing underclassmen to be in the bowl games? So we're going to have like mm. underclassmen who come out. These games are going to be packed with talent now. Top-end talent. And that will really help East-West Shrine game too. So... Uh, but Patrick Paul, left tackle from Houston. Guys who are leaving, are they are yeah. guys who are underclassmen that say they're leaving? Can now, yeah, can but now you can them. also go back. You've got, you've got a there's a window that you can go back. There's a window, yeah. I don't. Yeah. You can't play it's in the after senior the, bowl. It's after the bowl, I think. No, no, no. It's uh, late. It's like January 14th, something like that. Because that's when the first, that's when the first mock draft. We can't do a mock draft until all the players have declared. The NFL won't let us. So, um, yeah, it's and the Senior Bowl is late. January. It got moved back a full week, so it's going to be late January, early February this year. So, But congrats to uh, Patrick Paul. I knew he had been invited, and I haven't looked at him yet, but he'll probably be this week. So interested in seeing him. All right. Um, so the I, Aggies I, hire Mike Elko. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his numbers are not Jimbo-like numbers. As a matter of fact, I just saw I had a – a copy of his contract here. He gets his post. So he, he's got a base Did somebody of take seven. a picture of his contract? He's got a base of seven, yeah. Annual base of yeah. Did Mike his... Elko take a picture no. and tweet it out? I think the Aggies did that. Key contract terms. Postseason incentives, one million if he makes Hold the on, playoff. He's got seven million base contract at Duke? Oh, you mean at Texas A&M? Yeah. Oh, not when he was no, at Duke. He I'm like, wait, his... What? He more than doubled it. Seven is pretty sporty considering, well, I mean, what you're paying Jimbo, I guess you almost have to come in at that. If he makes Aggies, y'all screwed this up. So, I mean, honestly, (laughs) you guys, the flex that people, there were Aggies on Twitter. This is not a majority, but there were some Aggies on Twitter saying, Lance, like right after the buyout, we can afford, it was like a flex that they bought out Jimbo for 77 million, like, this is something we can afford to do. This is the money that the Aggies have. That's not the flex you think it is. Well, you just did the worst contract in the history it's not of professional their money. sports. They're like, we can we can buy ourselves out of all our mistakes. I mean, if you're not paying it up, I would probably go look. We're not poor. We're not poor. Look but, at us. I but I guarantee you, they looked at they. I guarantee you, the same people that would say that look at Elko as a disappointment. They won't say it publicly. Well, you guys already wasted all your ammunition on Mike Stoops, a Mark Stoops rather. Yeah making sure that you didn't get Mark Stoops. So once Stoops was gone, you could no longer be outraged. You you played that card. Outrage over Stoops' card was already played, who I think is a pretty good coach, by the way, Mark Stoops. Yeah, he's a really good coach. And he's, well, listen, you go 7-5 and five in the SEC in with a basketball Kentucky, school. Or 7-5 and five at Duke in the ACC. Which one's better? I mean, probably Kentucky. Elko was 7-5 and five this yeah, year. Yeah, Elko is, yeah, no. I, well, who was the first choice? Right. Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops. Once you... Once you're able to well, get rid of him, not for the fan base apparently. No, once you're able to get rid of him, you got your guy, Mike Elko. So seven million base. Lanning wouldn't come. They reached out to Lanning from what I was yeah. told. Lanning is the, the money and the facilities are great for Dan Lanning. 
And, and he well, thinks that yeah. I think they believe the Big Ten is very a very reasonable conference to win it. Yeah, sure. It's better than it's easier than the SEC. It is. Uh, a, a, a million if he makes it a playoff. Uh, 1.5 if he advances to the quarterfinals. 2 million if he advances to the semis. Wow. 2.5 if he gets to the championship game. And 3.5 if he wins the national Dude, championship. That guy's going to make like 20 million if he wins the no, national no, no, championship. No, 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 no. It's not. Oh, it's total. It's, yeah. Oh, those aren't separate numbers. Those aren't separate. Okay. No, you don't get one plus 1.5 plus two. No. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's three. He he would make ten and a half million if he wins the national championship. It's good. That's good. And actually, it should be incentive based. And what he's got a six year deal. This is a six year deal, so you don't have to extend him if he beats Alabama next year. Hey Aggies, you do not have to extend him if he happens to win on the last second field goal against Alabama because that's a, that is your go to move. Stop it. Stop. To <laughs> Come that. to like. Ross Bjork's talking about what this job is supposed to be. You don't have to. You don't have to give a new contract to your coach for winning an SEC game. I know it's Alabama, but if that's what you believe, that should be expected. A hundred million guaranteed. Give it to him now. Hurry. <laughs> why? Like why? You just did the worst you're, contract in the history. You're already paying of, him to be that. Co- it's 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 the worst coach's yeah. contract in the history of professional sports. Well. Of, of- until, and he's, yeah, yeah, it's pretty Paying bad. Seventy-seven million. It's of the worst. Doing nothing. Yeah, it's the worst. Yes. As you, soon as you fired him, you made it the worst. Stop it! Just you, you're paying him to beat Alabama. You don't have to give him more after he does it. I know you're paying him to do his job. Yeah, just because he does a, just because he wins one. Like, is this the first upset anyone's ever seen? No, it happened. It happened. You should expect your team to upset some. You're not naming four jobs, so expect him to beat Alabama at home. And he doesn't get extra for it. With that said, I think Mike Elko is a good fit at Aggieland. Uh, former coach, I think he gets what Texas A&M is about. I think he's a good defensive coach. I thought I think he did a good job at Duke, making them very competitive. Um, I think he's a I think he's a good job. Is he a headliner? No, but I don't really think there were going to be headliners available that you really wanted. And um, the Jimbo buyout thing has to have some impact on who you could go after. Maybe not. I mean, no, seven million, why? You'll pay me? Are you kidding? Seven million is pretty it ain't strong. Like they're cheap. No, like, seven million is pretty strong. Yeah, seven billion. You know, seven million is is pretty damn good. And with the and I like that it's incentive. How about incentive based? How about you you perform and you seems like they've learned a lesson. They've learned a lesson. It seems like it, it seems like they may have. It seems like they just may have just a little bit. We'll now, see. we know the difference is Jimbo was a national championship winning coach, so, and he was at Florida State, not Duke, so you had to entice him to come. And that's fine the first time. And then you had to double down. And it was an awful mistake. And now you've got Mike Elko. Look, I, 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 I didn't go after Joe's spot. I just thought it was funny. He had to put that jersey on over his suit when he, when he was being introduced. Look. Mike Elko, you don't. Not every picture has to involve you on in that hat. The hat with the suit, it's an awful look. Uh, hey, did you have you seen the pictures? Well, no one else there is wearing a hat. No, I know, but you know you. The ball cap with the suit in the in the introduction. There are some people that need a ball cap with a suit. No, understood. But put on the cowboy hat then. He could have worn the cowboy hat. Yeah, but that's so. Come on. What the Aggies would have loved it. No, don't do that. If you're not a cowboy, don't put a cowboy hat. Could on. he have put on one of those white jumpsuits Just that the Aggies an wear? Aggie cap with the Aggie logo is. Fine. I don't know, man. Those no. pictures are going to be forever, and he's got to he's got to have all those. Well, what's pictures. his hair like? Probably. I don't know. I have. I don't know what Mike Elko's hair looks like. See, because my. my I've heard this. You have you give advice to people that need it badly that are that are follically challenged. If if you de- need Doc Linville, it's okay to wear a hat with a suit. He is. It's a, okay. I'm looking at pictures of like he. I guess he was introduced at halftime of a Duke basketball game. He's a he's a guy who a hat's necessary. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's what I'm saying. His wife said, "I don't want those pictures forever." With you with no hat on. Put a hat on. Well, he's going to have to have wear a hat some t- not have walk around with a, a non-hatted head sometime. Uh, no, he's always going to wear a hat. He's always going to wear a hat. Tell you what's going to be important, though, for A&M is uh, Elko's going to have to play ball a little bit more than, than um, Jimbo Fisher. There are certain things that I was told that Ross Bork wants to happen, and he even talked about that at his, at his press conference. Everything he said at his press conference was directly – 
directed at Jimbo because Jimbo wouldn't he wants he wants the coach to be involved at everything. You know, going to women's volleyball games, going to being to really be part of Aggie Nation, be part of the spirit of Aggie Land. A lot of coaches would think that's corny for them to have to do that, but I think I think that's important to Ross Bjork is he wants a coach to do that. He wants a coach that is willing to listen and not you know, Jimbo I guess was when you make that much money, he, he he's coach for Nick Saban. He was the he, he wanted, was going to be the boss of the building. He, yeah. he, did, he didn't want to listen. He coached with Saban and Bobby Bowden. Yeah. yeah. He didn't want to listen to what people no. had to say. We He's like, this, this is my program yeah. and this is that. And mm-hmm. uh, I think Bjork wants to be more involved. So this is going to be interesting to see uh, behind the scenes how this, this takes place. At Texas A&M and then, of course, at Houston, I'm really interested to see how Houston shapes up um, as well. You know, when we come back, my son put me on a – a podcast, Paul George, who is one of the biggest fans in the world of of uh, Alperin Shingun. Hey, don't don't don't, shirk, we, shirk, don't uh, if you were here cut, for pre show meeting, cut me off at the knees with a uh, ship talk. Ship, yeah, talk. I ship know. Talk I'm just se- I'm setting you up here. Uh, well, it's not and nice. Alperin, it's Alperin at Shingun. It's, uh, it's at eight thirty. Let me finish this. Oh. And Alperin Shingun was on with Paul George, and he had some interesting things that we will feature at 8.30. <laughs> what, what? See? No. That's how that was planned. That's okay. what I was going to say. Okay, sure. So make sure you stick around. It's called Ford Promoting. Oh, is that what it was? Is that what it is? radio. Okay. That's how you do radio. Okay. This is why we were nominated for Texas Radio Hall of Fame. Are you? Did got you? no votes. Oh, yeah. What happened to that? <laughs> People don't like us. <laughs> we, we got if you really want to know the truth. No, we got some. No, I get that. Not, I get people not liking you. we didn't. And we got Lance Berkman. We're out already. Wow. Yeah. yeah. People, people don't care for it. But they've been around, had number one shows. Yeah. yeah. People don't like you? 25 years? Yeah. No, no, people, people don't, don't like us. us. People 77 don't. ESPN 97.5 and 92. The, the people like us. No. But the voters. other people who are in radio world don't what like you, us. Yeah, I can Tw- see that. Yeah. You know what? Twitch likes us better when Doc Manavis is here. She does like that, right? We've seen that. She wanted to see what they were saying. Yes, she doesn't want to see what they're saying. No. She does not want to see. Well, they had, I mean, I I struggle to call them compliments, but (laughs) they were favorable. It depends on how you take it. Yes, right, right, right. In a a perv kind of way. Yes, they are very complimentary. Um, Let's talk about Dr. Manavis and what she does, though, every single day. She is, if you've got BPH, your symptoms that affect about 50% of guys, in their fifties and as many as, as ninety percent in their seventies and eighties, you can't you can't start and stop. You got to get up in the middle of the night multiple times. You're you're you you uh, can't uh, st- you can't uh, finish. Okay, all of these things are happening. You might even have ED because you have an enlarged prostate. If you have PAE, an enlarged prostate, then Doc Manavis can take care of that for you with an IV, not with surgery. Do not get surgery if you have an enlarged prostate. Please, you go to 975prostate.com right now. Set up an appointment with her. It's painless. It takes about 45 minutes. It is the best process you could possibly have. Do not, do not. And 100% of of their patients with erectile dysfunction have complete resolution. So if you're looking for the best way to get out of that enlarged prostate, 975prostate.com, 975prostate.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We're your daddy. You was a toilet baby. Tiff just plopped down like a little old turd, just right down in a bowl. 